VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk. We've got a news roundup Friday here today. Many, many things going on. My piles tell me it's more news than what I can convey this hour. We're going to get right into it because there's a number of stories, some of these just breaking today. For instance, this one from Red State. Senator Dianne Feinstein had passed away at the age of 90. She's represented the state of California since the year 1992. Her career, one of the many firsts, she's the first woman president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, the first woman mayor of San Francisco, and one of the two first women elected to the U.S. Senate from California. Uh, she held this uh, in the Senate, is going to be filled now her seat by The uh, governor of California, he will make the appointment, according to previous reporting, he'll be putting in place a caretaker who's not running to hold the seat permanently. That caused controversy over his uh, previous pledge to appoint a black woman to the seat. So we will continue to see what uh, will be happening there. But uh, Dianne Feinstein passes away today at the age of 90. Well, House Republicans are working to build a case for impeaching President Joe Biden, reports CBN News. A series of inquiry hearings in the House Oversight Committee kicked off yesterday. At issue are suspected improper business dealings in which the president may have participated or profited. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer said there there's evidence that shows Biden abused his office by playing a key role in the family business involving Hunter Biden and others. That role involves selling the Joe Biden brand, he said, to those willing to pay for access, for influence, and for power. I'd like to share with you a portion of that speech coming from the, uh, the House inquiry floor there. Since assuming our Republican majority in January, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee has uncovered a mountain of evidence revealing how Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. For years, President Biden has lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's corrupt business schemes. At least 10 times, Joe Biden lied to the American people that he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. He lied by telling the American people that there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his personal life. Let's be clear. There was no wall. The door was wide open to those who purchased what a business associate described as the Biden brand. Evidence reveals that then-Vice President Joe Biden spoke, dined, and developed relationships with his family's foreign business targets. These business targets include foreign oligarchs who sent millions of dollars to his family. It also includes a Chinese national who wired a quarter of a million dollars to his son. Joe Biden also lied to the American people about his family making money in China. He continued to lie about it, even when the House Oversight Committee uncovered bank wires, revealing how the Bidens received millions from Chinese companies with significant ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party. Just this week, we uncovered two additional wires sent to Hunter Biden that originated in Beijing from Chinese nationals. This happened when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States and Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address. To date, the House Oversight Committee has uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president, and raked in over $20 million between 2014 and 2019. We've also identified nine Biden family members who have participated in or benefited from these shady business schemes. Now, what were the Bidens selling to make all this money? Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden is the brand. And Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence, and power to those prepared to pay for it. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threatened our national security. They demand safeguards to be put in place to prevent public officials from selling access to their public office for private gain. Under the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. 
By opening an impeachment inquiry, our investigation is now focused on whether President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution. It empowers Congress, elected by the people, to continue providing the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people demand and deserve. In recent history, Democrats inflicted much damage on the credibility of congressional investigations by peddling the Russian collusion hoax. But this committee, under this majority, will not pursue such witch hunts based on manufactured allegations, innuendo, and no real evidence. Today, the House Oversight Committee will examine over two dozen pieces of evidence revealing Joe Biden's corruption and abuse of public office. This includes emails, text messages, bank records, and testimony of Biden business associates. We will hear from legal and financial experts about this evidence and crimes that may have been committed as Joe Biden was sold around the world. The House Oversight Committee, along with the committees on the Judiciary and Ways and Means, will continue to follow the money and the evidence to pr provide accountability so that Americans know their public offices are not for sale. Well, indeed, those hearings uh, underway, uh, getting launched yesterday, the impeachment inquiry hearings. Uh, just the News is reporting the three House chairmen uh, leading the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden told fellow lawmakers Wednesday night that the president's family collected at least $15 million in foreign funds and that there is evidence that the Justice Department obstructed federal agents from pursuing evidence leading to the White House. Uh, also, we have uh, make that, um, le uh, yes, leading to the White House. Uh, Newsmax is also reporting the House Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday revealed a document that showed Leslie Wolf, the assistant U.S. attorney for Delaware, blocked investigators from pursuing evidence relating to President Joe Biden as part of an investigation into violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. The committee also revealed evidence that Biden's son, Hunter, was traveling the world to sell influence and access to his father. Coming to us from Just the News, President Joe Biden's brother told the FBI the first family, including Hunter, tried unsuccessfully to help a Chinese company buy U.S. energy interests and assets and did so believing that the uh, firm's leader was tied directly to the Communist Party. Uh, that's the uh, with uh, President Xi Jinping. That's according to explosive new documents made public Wednesday by the House Ways and Means Committee. James Biden told the FBI in an interview last year about efforts by him and Hunter Biden to help the CEFC energy firm in China buy a liquid natural gas facility on Monkey Island off the coast of Louisiana, and that he personally met once with the company's chairman, according to the FBI interview report released by the committee. From RedState.com, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was all smiles last evening as he began, make that Tuesday evening, as he began his press conference to address progress in the House on the appropriations front and uh, trying to pass individual bills uh, with that. But uh, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the lone vote on uh, on a rule that would allow for uh, the individual votes, we understand the next move, a continuing resolution, but now the House has failed has failed to file this stopgate funding, uh, stopgap funding bill to avoid the government shutdown. They uh, failed on this. Uh, the vote was uh, 198 to 232, all Democrats voting against the legislation. The bill would fund the government on a continuing resolution until October 31st. Well, in a speech on the House floor, Matt Gates spoke out uh, quite uh, specifically here, even targeting the Speaker of the House himself. Here's uh, Congressman Matt Gates. The gentleman's right. You are your record. And our record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done, just so that the bribes hold value. My friends, I am extremely in favor of this rule because this rule moves us on to single-subject spending bills. And this is the only way to liberate this House and this country from the scourge of governing by continuing resolution and omnibus legislation. It is an insult to our governing authority to have the Senate lash Ukraine funding 
to the reauthorization of the FAA and, by the way, every other thing in government, the American people know that in our state legislatures throughout this land, there is a maturity and a seriousness to set a top line, balanced budget number, and then appropriate to each of the agencies of government independently. And the fact that we don't do that is not a bug of the system, it's a feature of the system. And the one thing I agree with my Democrat colleagues on is that for the last eight months, this House has been poorly led. And we own that, and we have to do something about it. And you know what? My Democrat colleagues will have an opportunity to do something about that too. And we will see if they bail out our failed speaker. I yield back. Oh, wow. Fiery words from Matt Gates on the floor. And, uh, The clock is ticking as uh, we come to the end of this fiscal year, whether or not there's going to be some form of continuing resolution passed or not. Uh, Much is going to uh, depend upon uh, uh, working along with one another in doing this. Uh, Big disagreements as far as the what level of spending should be there and the cutting of spending. Uh, By the way, his reference to gold bars, this from One American News Network, uh, U.S. Democrat Senator Bob Menendez pleaded not guilty Wednesday to bribery charges. Federal prosecutors have accused both Menendez and his wife of accepting cash and gold bars in exchange for assisting the Egyptian government and interfering in law enforcement investigations. In a 39-page indictment, federal prosecutors allege they found over $480,000 in cash stuffed into envelopes and hidden in clothing, closets, and a safe. Menendez earlier in the week told the press that much of that money was withdrawn from his savings to prepare for possible emergencies. Back uh, here on the uh, funding issue, Fox News is reporting that disagreements over Ukraine aid are threatening to be a major factor in this looming government shutdown. The House Rules Committee staged an emergency meeting Wednesday night to strip $300 million in Ukraine aid from the defense spending bill. Uh, Fox also reports that lawmakers are moving to protect U.S. troops pay as the clock ticks toward a potential government shutdown, uh, saying we put provisions not just for active duty— but also for Department of Defense civilians and contractors and for Coast Guard so that they would get a paycheck no matter what happened, said Representative Kiggins of Virginia. Uh, also, uh, the uh, One American News Network is reporting a judge has found 45th President uh, Donald Trump liable of fraud in New York City. Trump's family was quick to come to his defense, call, called it out as corruption. On Tuesday, Judge Arthur Engoron refused to dismiss New York Attorney General James's lawsuit against the former president. She claims that Trump and his family business inflated their wealth on financial records in an effort to benefit from better loan terms and lower insurance premiums. As part of the Tuesday ruling, Judge Engoron ordered that some of Trump's business licenses be rescinded. Also, from Western Journal, former President Donald Trump's civil trial in New York on fraud charges is going to begin on Monday. Yesterday, a ruling rejected without comment his last effort to delay the start of the trial. The Trump Organization, Trump and his sons Eric and Donald Jr. are being sued for $250 million in a case launched by Democratic New York Attorney General Letitia James, according to Axios. It is hereby ordered that the motions are denied, the judge ruled. Well, friends, we'll be back in one minute with more in our News Roundup Day. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, does evolution ever go backwards or reverse itself? Chris, I don't think evolution occurs at all. God created each basic category of life. They may have varied, but this is not evolution. For evolution, you have to have new genes, new traits, new body parts, not just variety of the old. Sometimes evolutionists claim that evolution reverses itself and goes backwards. For instance, some are now claiming that the chimps, which are basically tree dwellers, descended from a missing link which walked upright, therefore backwards evolution. Chris, I think this is just as wrong as evolution in general is wrong. The evidence supports the biblical truth that man and apes are separate. There's variety among both, but they did not have a common ancestor. And that's just what we read when we go back to Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. 
For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. Friends, let me give you just a couple updates here from Crosstalk. Uh, number one, earlier this week, we had Ron Rhodes with us, uh, the popular survey of apologetics for today, and uh, his book offered at 50% off. Uh, that does end tomorrow, September 30th. And if you missed out, or I know our VCY bookstore was very busy taking calls and online orders for that book. Uh, also, Robert uh, Morgan's book, Calm Your Anxiety, both of those half off. But just want to remind you that tomorrow this comes to an end, September 30th. And if you wanted to reach out to obtain those copies of the books at 50% off, that does end tomorrow. You can go to vcy.com, vcy.com, or reach out to the bookstore, one 722 also, one other update here from Crosstalk, and that is a few weeks ago we had William J. Federer with us on the program talking about he, how he was going to be going through uh, the, the heartland of America here, down through the Midwest in, in particular, and holding multiple rallies. Silence equals consent. Well, he has been on the road for uh, many, many, many days now, and it comes to a conclusion tonight in this uh, immediate uh, road tour, and it's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. Randy Melchert is with him and filed this report. We're here with Bill Federer, and Bill, this has been uh, quite the two weeks. Oh, Randy, this is tremendous. I am so thrilled just meeting all the different pastors and the people, and they listen to VCY, and they're all enthused. And one gentleman tonight drove 100 miles just to be there. And it's exciting. Uh, I think the Lord is really doing something unique in America. Now, you've been talking each night about silence equals consent. And there's one more stop in the tour at Phoenix tonight. For those who are on the fence saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to come out, what would you say? Come out. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Uh, Please come out. We got this last meeting in Phoenix. And it's uh, an awakening that's taking place. I think that some people are finally realizing that they can't be silent anymore, that they see what's happening and they're uh, wondering what are they supposed to do. Well, uh, local, local, local. Right, As more power concentrates into fewer hands globally, God's counterbalance is to get more people involved locally. And, and it's exciting for me to see the Lord touching each person in a different way and, and some getting involved. One, one place, a lady ran and she got elected to the school board. And she was there and she was all excited. And So I, I really can't wait to be in Phoenix uh, tonight. And if anyone is in this listening area, Please come out. Uh, You won't miss it. And, uh, friends, uh, that is tonight. For those of you listening in Phoenix, uh, 7 p.m., Trinity Baptist Fellowship Church. That's the final in this many-day tour uh, that is uh, taking place. Bill Federer, silence equals consent. More information at vcy.org. Many listeners to Crosstalk in the New York City area, and my, oh, my, the city has been submerged up to three feet of water, massive flooding across New York City. Uh, Governor Hochul had had uh, declared a state of emergency. I've seen some of the videos coming out uh, from New York City. Uh, cars nearly covered in water. Uh, Todd Starnes uh, updates us as well. Brooklyn hit uh, especially hard. National Weather Service had issued flash flood warnings for Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Queens. Additional warnings for Bronx, Staten Island, and Jersey City. And uh, certainly you are in our thoughts, certainly our prayers as well here in that massive flooding coming through your area. From Axios, President Biden joined striking auto workers in Tuesday's uh, meeting at Detroit, marking what appeared to be the first time a sitting president has ever visited a picket line. His appearance showed solidarity with thousands of auto workers who had been leading an unprecedented strike of the Detroit automakers. Um, Biden told workers they deserve more pay than they are receiving, along with other benefits being advocated by union negotiators. What's interesting is that uh, many have brought to light that it is Biden's policies that are forcing, forcing, really bringing about this strike, the conversion of these plants over to electric vehicles, and that he himself is the cause for what's taking place there. Interesting observation. Well, the Daily Caller says the UAW announced that they will be expanding their targeted strike now to more manufacturing plants as of noon today, following a failure to reach a new contract with automakers.
Okay, from just the news, the Hunter Biden laptop saga began four years ago, but it's turning the tables on the FBI, which is being asked now to return the now infamous device. Lawyers for Delaware computer shop owner John Mark, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac this week subpoenaed America's most famous law enforcement agency, demanding that the Bureau return the laptop, an associated hard drive, and other data that it seized from him in December of 2019. Uh, the subpoena, dated September 25 from the Superior Court of Delaware, says Mac Isaac needs the device as evidence in his lawsuit against CNN, Politico, and Hunter Biden alleging that he has been defamed. Very interesting to uh, see the length of time that's been going on over that device. From LifeSiteNews.com, New York City, now officially led by a Freemason. While Mayor Eric Adams left the ceremony off his official schedule, he and New York Police Commissioner Edward Caban and New York Police Department Chief of the Department Jeffrey Madry were all indicted as Master Masons last weekend at Gracie Mansion that serves as the official residence for the city's mayor. So now New York City Mayor Eric Adams inducted as the highest level Freemason during this uh, ceremony taking place. One American News Network, the Senate has passed a new rule now reinstating its formal dress code. Wednesday, the Senate unanimously passed a resolution requiring business attire to be worn on the Senate floor. From Liberty Council, Matt Staver, a bill to rein in freedom-killing central bank digital currency is moving forward. H.R. 1122, the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act has made it out of committee, now ready for a House floor vote. The administration has made it clear President Biden is willing to compromise the American people's right to financial privacy for a surveillance-style CBDC, said Congressman Tom Emmer. He sponsored this uh, CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act and uh, to put a check on unelected bureaucrats and ensure that the U.S. digital currency policy upholds our values of privacy, individual sovereignty, and free market competitiveness. From One American News Network, Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson has announced he is switching his party affiliation from Democrat to Republican. Last Friday, the mayor announced the switch to the press and said America's cities need Republicans, and I'm becoming one. From the New American, in a transparent attempt to boost his national political profile this week, California Governor Gavin Newsom boarded a carbon-spewing jet and headed to New York to participate in the U.N. Climate Ambition Summit. Claiming that California is burning up due to climate change, Newsom sent another volley in the long war against the fossil fuel industry. While he has already signaled his support for Joe Biden in 24, he appears to be laying the groundwork for a 2028 presidential run, using the mostly made-up climate crisis as his ticket to the political uh, uh, event. Matter of fact, uh, some are speculating that Mr. Biden himself may not be running in 24. Newsom has uh, been uh, rumored by some to fill that void. Michelle Obama, another. Uh, he uh, said, quote, I say all of this very mindful that if you read the newspapers or turn on your TV, you see that a state not just of dreamers and doers, but you can see a state that's burning up. Instead of taking responsibility for incredibly poor forest management, though, and water policies that contribute greatly to the state's woes, Newsom instead chose to attack the fossil fuel industry. He said this climate crisis is a fossil fuel crisis. The climate crisis persists. It's not complicated, he said. It's the burning of oil. It's the burning of gas. It's the burning of coal. And we need to call that out, Newsom said. Okay, from uh, WND.com, a state court in Sioux County, Iowa, has uh, killed a scheme by the officials in Orange City that would allow them to inspect rental homes at any time for any reason without notification to residents. A quote here from uh, the Institute for Justice, uh, a lawyer, Rob Percola, said our homes contain some of the most personal and intimate records and belongings, and those private materials should not be subjected to the government's prying eye unless they obtain a warrant based on something more than just the existence of the regulation and seek that warrant in an ad adversarial proceeding um, where the tenant can speak up for themselves, he said. The administrative warrants in Orange County's now-stricken mandatory rental inspection program did not meet these basic constitutional requirements, and nothing would stop inspectors from sharing tenant information with law enforcement. Folks, have you seen the mayhem in Philadelphia? One American News Network reporting at least 20 people 
I know those numbers have gone up now. Arrested after multiple stores across Philadelphia, looted and damaged. Tuesday, multiple stores across the uh, the Chestnut Streets were looted. Big brands like Apple and Lululemon and Foot Locker. According to authorities, at least at 8 p.m., people responded to reports of large crowds of juveniles looting stores in the Center City Business Corridor. A business, uh, rather a police spokesman who talked to the press, said that the looters were dressed in black and wearing masks. The looting began nearby protests uh, regarding a judge's decision to drop all charges against a former police officer. So we're going to have more mayhem, more violence. Daily Wire tells that a social media influencer who appeared to cheer on looters while live streaming as they ransacked Philadelphia stores Tuesday night. Well, she was arrested, charged with six felonies. This is uh, Deja Blackwell, who goes by Meatball, was arrested during the live stream of the looting. Large groups of mostly teens damaged and robbed multiple stores in Philadelphia. The Daily Caller tells us that police officers in Oakland, California, have reported more than 10,000 motor vehicle thefts in the city since the start of 2023. That's data from the Oakland Police Department. An average of 40 vehicle thefts a day. 40 vehicle thefts a day. Amazing. Oakland, uh, this also from Fox News, uh, despite uh, Oakland business owners fed up with rampant crime, put their profits on the line, actually temporarily closed their stores in a strike they said was a desperate plea to city lawmakers to put more police on the street. Let's go down to San Francisco. Uh, From Newsmax, San Francisco hit a record 84 accidental drug overdose deaths last month alone, according to preliminary city data. That's about five deaths every two days. total of 563 people have died from a drug overdose so far this year in the city by the bay, although the causes of more than 100 are still under investigation. But fentanyl involved in 66 of the recorded deaths from August there. Projected to incur 845 overdose deaths this year. Let's see. From American Greatness, uh, we have Target closing nine locations in four states. Yeah, due to a rise in thefts. The locations to be shut down, three stores in Portland, three in San Francisco, Oakland area, two in Seattle, one in the Harlem neighborhood of New York City. Other companies have been seeing losses and closures due to the crime wave including CVS, Walgreens, and Dick's Sporting Goods. And speaking of CVS, the Daily Mail is reporting CVS is going to close 900 stores by the end of 2024. That's 10% of its shops as it moves to online strategy amid the rampant increase in shoplifting. Shoplifting. Friends, lawlessness is abounding. See what happens when we uh, have the defund the police movement and all that's happened since that time? Newsmax is reporting California fast food workers will be paid at least $20 per hour next year under a new law signed yesterday by Governor Gavin Newsom. When it takes effect on April 1st, fast food workers in California will have among the highest minimum wages in the country. The state's minimum wage for other workers, $15.50 per hour, is already among the highest in the U.S. But uh, go to work for a fast food and you're guaranteed $20 an hour. That's starting wage. USA Today, California deputy caught with 520,000 fentanyl pills. Prosecutors filed two felony charges Monday against a California sheriff's deputy accused of carrying more than 100 pounds of fentanyl in his vehicle. Also alleged for the first time that he had likely ties to a Mexican drug cartel. We'll be back in one minute. This is a News Roundup Day on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. There is a movement to propel humanity toward a advanced level of existence. Those seeking to change the culture of society are on a rapid trajectory, aggressively touting the extremely powerful capabilities of AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism. The ultimate goal of the elite is to obtain immortality and become gods. In the book, Artificial Intelligence, Transhumanism, and the De-Evolution of Democracy, Pastor and Bible prophecy speaker Dr. Richard Schmitz unfolds his extensive research and documents revealing information unveiling the agenda of those pursuing this technology for evil. 
You'll also see how these technological advancements fit hand-in-glove with biblical prophecy and one known as Antichrist. The book, Artificial Intelligence, available for a donation of $18, call 1-800-729-9829. Surely so much of this bears out that the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? And when we turn our back on God, can we expect anything but lawlessness? Can we expect anything but mayhem? And we see it breaking out in so many different fronts here across the nation. Everyone doing that which is right in his own eyes. And so we see a a nation that is just out of control in so many different areas. Uh, And uh, we are seeing... uh, uh, here, just in lawlessness, uh, a troubling story that uh, of the uh, Las Vegas teen who was accused of stealing a car, then using it to intentionally run down a man on a bicycle. It's from Western Journal said he thought that all he could do was for would get for his crimes was a slap on the wrist. Seventeen years old when he was allegedly driving a stolen vehicle used to murder a former California police chief who was out riding his bike on the morning of August fourteenth showed no remorse and. Uh, the juvenile thought that he thought, I'll be out in 30 days. I'll be out in 30 days, I'll bet you, an officer told the court that the teen said as he was being arrested. I'll be out in 30 days. Yeah, there's no lawlessness. We're not enforcing our laws. Is there any wonder why this is escalating across our nation? And another troubling aspect, folks, is the number of missing children that is taking place across this land. Now, there's a lot of young people that checked out of the Public school system, many parents turned to homeschooling uh, as a result of uh, COVID and so forth. But uh, a report confirms that about 1,000 students have been reported missing in just one state over the course of this year. The total is nearly 50 for this month alone. It's the Daily Mail that reported that they could be runaways, victims of trafficking, becoming part of a gang, or something else. For Ohio last year, 1,600 kids were reported missing in a state where a population of 11 million nearly doubled the cases that developed in Georgia and North Carolina, where the numbers were about 700 for a similar population. What's going on, friends? The number of missing children escalating here in many states across the country. We also have uh, stories that are coming out uh, in other places around the world here. Oh, let me just point out West Point going full woke pushing diversity and inclusion studies. Yes, this is the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, offering a diversity and inclusion studies minor as part of its escalating DEI agenda, championing the critical race theory and transsexuality, among other leftist ideologies, reports WND.com. And coming from LifeSiteNews.com, Harvard's diversity experts admit DEI's training programs, they're actually making racial issues worse, you think? By the way, quickly looking across the pond in the uh, United Kingdom, the uh, trendy baby names of Harry and Meghan, well, they have declined in popularity. You know what the, the number one name for boys is right now? Mohammed. Mohammed. Top 10 names for boys. Uh, number one on the list is Mohammed. Okay, let's move on to a few other stories here from the Epic Times. Uh, the U.S. government along with 17 states, is suing e-commerce behemoth Amazon for maintaining an alleged monopoly, which they claim has resulted in lower product quality and inflated prices. The FTC, Federal Trade Commission, on behalf of the government, alleges that Amazon's initiatives prevent rivals as well as sellers on its platforms that lowering product prices degrades overall quality for customers, overcharges sellers, suppresses competition, and prevents rival companies from fair competition So says the lawsuit filed against them. The Epic Times also reporting to us that a total of 60,000 emails from the U.S. State Department got into Chinese hackers' hands during a cyber campaign focused on Microsoft that was uncovered in July, according to Senate staff, briefed on the matter September 27th. The emails belonged to 10 State Department accounts. A staffer for Senator Eric Schmidt told the Epic Times the hackers had their focus on Indo-Pacific diplomat efforts. Nine of the victims work on East Asian Pacific affairs, the other on affairs in Europe. They access things like officials' travel itineraries, captured a list of every State Department email address, 
Um, those uh, also been uh, some Social Security numbers were also part of the hack as well. A total of 30 to 40 Senate staffers from both political parties were present at the briefing, according to the staffer. From LifeSiteNews.com, uh, let's see, Canada, uh, well, their foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie, uh, announced the release of a declaration signed by multiple countries that calls on each nation to combat online disinformation by using legislation, if needed, to enact global norms to fight misinformation. Use global norms to fight misinformation. I just wonder, is it a World Health Organization that's going to determine what's global norms and, and uh, the World Economic Forum? The Global Declaration on Information Integrity Hotline, launched by Jolay, alongside a Dutch Foreign Affairs Minister uh, in New York at the U.N. General Assembly, September 20th. The recent declaration comes only shortly after the Trudeau government forced ahead, forged ahead with its own way to combat disinformation through the passage of Internet Censorship Bill C-18, the controversial online news act that's been described as being Orwellian by critics. Speaking of news and control and so forth, Newsmax is reporting George Soros Open Society Foundation and the medical device billionaire, philanthropist Weiss, were instrumental in the nonprofit purchase of nearly two dozen respected local newspapers in the state of Maine, including the Portland Press-Herald, the Lewiston Sun-Journal, and the Kennebec Journal, um, semaphore.com reported. National Trust for Local News says it received funding from Soros' organization but denies that the Open Society Foundations provided funding specifically for the purchase of local newspapers. Friends, uh, just watch the control of information. The control of information. Uh, We've already seen what happens when the media is in cahoots with those that are pursuing a leftist agenda. Okay, um... From Red State, uh, Elon Musk has sent uh, the mainstream press into a tizzy again. Wednesday, the billionaire formerly uh, owner of X, that's formerly uh, Twitter, slashed the company's election integrity team in half and also got rid of the leader of the division. Comes into uh, his uh, previous charge that Twitter interfered in prior elections by censoring and throttling content. CNN reporting that U.S. Army Private Travis King arrived back in the U.S. soil uh, yesterday After being returned to American custody, that's weeks after he crossed into North Korea, uh, the uh, flu on the U.S. military flight landing at Kelly Field at the Joint Base San Antonio Fort Sam Houston. Um, Back on American soil once again. Business Insider tells us as the White House continues to pledge weapons to Ukraine, that Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Saturday the U.S. is directly at war with Moscow. Big uh, debate going on in our Congress right now on the continued funding of Ukraine. Matter of fact, Daily Wire reporting of the 60 Minutes segment broadcast on Sunday caused an uproar after the show reported that American taxpayers are subsidizing Ukraine's economy and paying for all Ukraine's first responders. The news comes as a recent Fox News poll found that 56% of Republicans say the U.S. should be sending less support to Ukraine, A recent CNN poll found that 55% of Americans say Congress should not authorize additional funding to support Ukraine. The Trudeau government in Canada just pledged $650 million in additional funds to Ukraine. Folks, this will get you. I mean, this is one of those uh, what-in-the-world kind of stories. Lifenews.com. Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry celebrate International Safe Abortion Day every year. The whole thing is a complete misnomer because there's no such thing as a safe abortion. Abortions kill babies and they kill or injure women. Countless women will never know how many millions of women have been injured by abortion. But we know abortions have killed hundreds of millions of babies worldwide and 65 million just here in the United States. Ironically, just days after we learned that Planned Parenthood killed another woman in a failed abortion, it celebrates this misnamed day known as Safe Abortion Day. Breitbart is telling us that a group that uh, reports, or rather promotes normalizing abortion, has lined up six billboards on Interstate 55 through pro-life states leading to Illinois, one of which falsely reads, quote, God's plan includes abortion. 
Shout Your Abortion, a far-left advocacy group, placed the billboards in Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, and Tennessee, all states which have outlawed or limited abortions. The black and white billboards which face travelers heading into pro-abortion Illinois also include messages such as, Abortion is okay. You know what's right for you. And abortion is okay. You are loved. We understand that they use GoFundMe to reach their goal of some $10,000, which they have surpassed their goal and hoping to raise more in order to keep these signs going. From Todd Starnes, the Michigan Supreme Court has ruled that all judges and court staff must use the preferred pronouns and salutations of attorneys and litigants. Justice Elizabeth Welch said it's about civility and respect. Justice Welch says uh, the gender identity of a member of the public is part of their individual identity. We serve the entire public and are required to treat those who come before us with civility and respect. The gender identity of a member of the public is part of their individual identity, regardless of whether others agree or approve. Very interesting ruling from that judge. A, uh, another, let's see, this is a federal appeals court, has upheld yesterday... Tennessee and Kentucky's bans on gender-related medical interventions, such as puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and gender surgeries on children. Six Circuit Court of Appeals ruled two to one to reject the challenge to the laws from the ACLU and families of trans-identifying children. This is a relatively new diagnosis with ever-shifting approaches to care over the next decade or two. ACLU called Thursday's ruling a devastating result and promised to take further action. And uh, from WND.com, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill Monday that would ban school boards from removing books that teach racial or LGB topics in the classroom. AB 1078, which Newsom signed, will prevent school boards from banning instructional materials or library books that include information teaching about racial or LGBTQ topics will allow the country, rather the county superintendent, to take unilateral action to include these materials according to the legislation. Alaska just became the 24th state to ban males from women's sports. Uh, tremendous Alaska. Uh, a trans-identified male violently beats a female student in Oregon Middle School. And the post-millennial has a story. Violently beaten by a trans-identified male in the hallway of an Oregon public school. Shocking incident occurred at Hazelbrook Middle School in uh, and uh, and uh, that's uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon. Well, friends, I'm going to pause in stories. I've got so much more here, but uh, I'd like to hear from you today as we open our phone lines on Crosstalk. If you want to comment on these or other current event stories today, our number is 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. We certainly do live in trouble sometimes, don't we? And we see men's hearts continuing growing evil. We see deception that is abounding all around us. And friends, it encourages us to recognize the vital necessity for believers in Christ Jesus to be salt and light in this world. Certainly we have an impact as salt and light to advance the gospel message in such critical times as this. And friends, we know that the only answer for mankind is to come to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ to know him as Savior, to then walk in his ways, to walk in uh, the very principles that we find find in his word, the Bible. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come to your calls. Our number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Last week, Joe Biden signed an executive order creating a climate change core. It's a youth core. And one of the groups behind it has been the Sunrise Movement. This is an organization we've been covering since 2020. It is a Marxist organization that works with many radical Islamists as well. And their goal is not just green energy. That's a masking term. Their goal by their own website says 
is to take away our Second Amendment rights and to get rid of all fossil fuels. They also want mandatory jobs. In other words, a guaranteed job. They want to stack the American government with radical Marxists that have been trained through their program. And now they're asking to start with for $10 billion. Please understand, they're going after your children and grandchildren with this program to put Marxist into the government after they've been trained through our schools. You don't want this funded by the federal government. Stay tuned. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Going to the phones uh, here right away, but uh, let me share a story that came out today from OANN.com. And uh, this is troubling. A high school coach, three Disney workers... Among uh, over 200 people arrested in a human trafficking operation in Polk County, Florida. Polk County Sheriff's Office announced they had arrested 219 people, including a high school coach, three individuals who worked at Disney, and 35 illegal immigrants during a human trafficking sting named Traffic Stop 2. Troubling indeed. Let's go to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk. Uh, We're going to begin with Randy calling from Grafton, West Virginia. You're on the air. Yes, I'd like to make a comment about the Chinese. Uh, it's I've been I heard on the uh, World Weekend uh, Worldview Weekend today that apparently our government has built a, and funded a camp for the Chinese uh, immigrants in um, Panama near the Panama Canal, and I think this is horrendous that we're we're doing this. I mean, apparently. Our members of our government has never read Revelation 16 about that 200-million-man army marching to Armageddon. And it's just really a a terrible thing that our country's doing, and we're under God's judgment. We are indeed. Thank you, Randy, for your observations. Let's go next to uh, Merle in Tennessee. Merle, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim. I just wanted to thank you for having Gary Kaw on uh, yesterday again. I was worried we might not, not hear from him again because it's been a while since he was on. Mm-hmm. But he always offers up a dose of reality. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, do not apologize for scaring people because if the neighbor's house is on fire, we've got to warn them. Whether we scare them or not, mm-hmm. we've got to warn them. But uh, I appreciate your program, Jim, and just keep doing what you're doing. Great. God bless you, Merle. Thank you for calling. Uh, yeah, Gary Ka, of course, uh, so well documents uh, the material that he puts forth. And and uh, as he uh, just sharing what's going on, I mean, the, just these meetings alone on the United Nations, so much that we did not get to on yesterday's program, even dealing with the, uh, the on the economic side of things, the central bank digital currency, what's happening in nations around the world. And and uh, certainly the, the push that we're seeing before us with the cashless society is very intense and uh, growing. And uh, but uh, Gary, as as you know, uh, well documents his research and uh, his website, GaryKah.org. That's K-A-H. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Let's go to Erie, Pennsylvania. Next, Carl, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I wanted to ask, uh, why do you think that uh, our laws are not being enforced? We have laws against all this stuff. And also, uh, what do you think we should do about it? Well, certainly, thank you for the call. Yeah, indeed, laws are not being enforced, and we saw the works of Soros money going in to bring in uh, fund district attorneys who would not uh, prosecute, fund judges who are not sentencing individuals, and it really is about causing upheaval to our system. You see, in order for there to be a great reset, there has to be a great collapse of our system. We have to collapse what we know as law and order so that we can bring in a new way, a new system to come in. And so there are those that are pushing very strongly this 2030 agenda. U.S. sovereignty is not part of that equation. And and as a result of that, um, we need to be aware of what's going on. That's number one, to be informed. Uh, even at the prophet Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, to be understanding of this. And then even as guests have indicated, uh, and I've heard Bill Federer talk about this and Tom DeWeese and and uh, Gary Codd, you know, local, local, local. And uh, you've heard those words coming before and getting engaged in your local governments for your uh, school boards, getting involved on your aldermanic uh, races and uh, mayors and city commissioners and those involved on those local levels that control so much of this and and getting engaged at the voting 
polls, you know, the booths as well, and and being election observers. And and every year that call goes out, we need election workers uh, for those who are going to go and 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 be you know students of what's happening out there and and understanding. And when you see something that's awry, to to speak up against it. So many things that you can do here, Carl. I see. Thank you for the call. Oh, well, let's go next to uh, Jim in South Dakota. Jim, you're on the air. Yeah, great uh, to speak with you. Um, we Can we get uh, a, a format that focuses on the role of the bankers? Because uh, they're funding all this stuff, and particularly the Rothschilds. Mm-hmm. They've been at this for, like, centuries now. What, why can't we know more about them? Well, we have done programs. Uh, Alex Newman has referred, uh, you know, to them, and even uh, right. But I mean something specifically, not a passing reference. Mm-hmm. I mean to to just highlight them, spotlight on them, and confront them because they are, that is the devil that is funding all of this. Okay, well, thank you for the suggestion here, Jim, and uh, perhaps doing a full program on just that, the the, the, the banking industry as we know it, and uh, what's behind it. We, some years ago, did uh, a program on the creature um, on Jekyll Island. We've interviewed Bill Federer, even on the Federal Reserve, did a program on that. And yeah, the, that, that's, his, but, but they're the at it still. You're, you're, oh, yeah. you're not keeping up. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll do my best to keep up. Thank you, Jim. Um, let me also, as keeping you up informed on things uh, from the New American uh, story come out, especially for those of you in, in South Dakota, Iowa, you know, the carbon capture pipelines. And uh, that is, uh, it seems every day that there's actually more good news for landowners battling the carbon capture pipelines. This is because people are getting engaged in a local issue. A federal agency that regulates pipeline safety standards has sent a letter to three major companies now explaining that state and local government, not the federal government, state and local government have the final say over the location and routing of their projects. The letter was addressed to the heads of the Navigator CO2 Ventures, a carbon or the Summit Carbon Solutions and Wolf Carbon Solutions, clarifying the role of the Federal Pipeline and Hazardous Material Safety Administration. And uh, they have uh, regulated the design, construction, operation, maintenance of pipelines, but Congress never gave it authority over where pipelines are placed. And again, this is uh, people that have gotten engaged and reaching out to their local officials as having a very huge impact on this issue. Well, friends, our time has quickly gone here on Crosstalk. We thank you for tuning in to the VCY American Network for Crosstalk. And a uh, number of guests and topics and always more topics than what time is going to allow us to uh, address here on the, on the uh, program itself. But uh, certainly trust it whets your appetite to even do more research on issues that are important to you. But for, first of all, let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Let's stay in prayer. Stay focused on Him, recognizing God's in control. Let's surrender to Him. Let's be salt and let's be light. Let's occupy until He comes again. By the way, folks, uh, it's Friday today. The Lord's Day is coming, and I hope you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.